very much. Good afternoon. If there's one absolutely overriding message, uh, it is, as Phil has already said, we're running out of time. Uh, he did quote someone as saying we have 10 years at most to deal with climate change if we are going to avoid the worst catastrophe. Do you know who that was? A very good, impeccable witness. That was Jim Hansen, who, believe it or not, is President Bush's main climate change advisor. And if he is telling the President of the United States that, perhaps we'll see some change, but I rather doubt it. Now, already, the evidence of spreading climate change uh, is everywhere. The Siberian uh, permafrost is melting. Huge chunks are now breaking off the Antarctic uh, ice sheet, the size of Wales, that's uh, without the H. The, uh, <laughs> the Amazon rainforest uh, is already showing very worrying signs of dieback in the course of this first half century. There are more frequent and violent hurricanes. Uh, and again, for President Bush's information, Katrina was bad enough but it's going to get worse uh, in future. And the Gulf Stream, and this is the day to say it in this country, the Gulf Stream, according to the scientists, now shows greater likelihood of breaking down, which will lead to plummeting temperatures uh, in this country and across Europe. And what all of this means is that we need much tougher action now than we have seen so far. Point one, the government, my government, likes to say that it believes in world leadership on climate change. Hurrah! Terrific! Great stuff! We all do. That's no doubt why, of course, we put Africa and the environment on the Glen Eagles uh, summit agenda. But there is very little use in all the rhetoric about world leadership unless there is an actual follow-through. And I would simply say that at the moment there isn't. When the Prime Minister supports nuclear against renewables... I think that is a disgraceful decision, if that actually turns out to be right. When, when the, when the uh, DT, uh, Department of Transport, is supporting a huge new expansion in air travel uh, because of the go-ahead that's been given to the new mega-jets like the A380, uh, because of uh, the threefold uh, increase which it is proposing... Uh, in this country, uh, in flying, or fivefold in this part of the country, uh, and uh, as a result uh, of many other uh, increases, as a result of the reduction in the cost of air travel of 1% to 2% a year, the last thing economically that we ought to be doing. Uh, we're building a quarter of a million houses in this part of the country, but we're not jacking up the building standards to the even to the continental standards which have been in place uh, for decades. We're not uh, improving energy efficiency in this country by anything like as much uh, as is possible, and there is no policy to discourage the gas-guzzling cars. I might say this to Gordon Brown. We're very glad to see an increase uh, in the costs of car tax uh, for Chinese, uh, not Chinese, ha, Chelsea tractors, but we'll soon see them in China, of course. But Chelsea <laughs> tractors, but one pound a week. I mean, for goodness sake. And every one of those policies needs to be reversed as a matter of urgency. Point two, we should stop kowtowing to the Americans. Uh, in, yeah. and, and not just over climate change either, but in, in deference to Bush, uh, we've had the Prime Minister saying... 
uh, that Kyoto should not be built on uh, after 2010, or if it is, uh, that we don't need targets. Well, I think we have to make absolutely clear that an agreement, a so-called agreement without targets, without the mechanisms to deliver it, without the timescales to deliver it in, frankly, isn't worth the paper it's written on. Bush and Blair seem to have this idea that business as usual with improved technology, and of course we're all in favour of improved technology, uh, is going to do the trick. But the fact is, big business is not the solution to the problem. Big business is the cause of the problem. And what we need to make clear is that... What we need to make clear is that better technology uh, can never be an answer to the problem. The answer to the problem is stopping the cause of it, which is burning fossil fuels, and switching to a new world energy order based on renewables and energy conservation. That's what the government decided to do three years ago, and that's what we've still got to try and hold them to. We all know, everyone knows, that the Bush administration's response to climate change is both selfish and wrong, and we should absolutely stop pandering to them, largely because the policy is actually wrong, uh, but also if we need any lessons after Iraq, because we're simply going to get nothing back in return. And I, for one, and I bet all of you, object to being a doormat any longer. Now, point three. The Nairobi talks, I think, have got to agree, perhaps the single most important point, and Mark is certainly, I know, going to be talking about this, we've got to bring air travel within the Kyoto Protocol. Of course, it was the Americans again uh, that insisted that it should be left out in 97. I will remember that at 5 a.m. on December the 10th, 97. But air travel is the cause of the fastest rising source of greenhouse gases. And the government simply cannot say that they have a priority in dealing with uh, tackling climate change and then at the same time support this massive increase uh, in air travel that I've talked about. We should be bringing in a cap and trade system because people say you're not going to stop people flying. Well, actually, I think, and I did read this in an article by Mark, and maybe I'm stealing his thunder, but I think the no-flying movement is actually something we need to think about, whether our clear alternatives. But what we need to do is to say to the companies to have a cap-and-trade system, and it's going to go down year by year, and you have to meet that just like every other industry. Now, point four, very quickly. We need to make clear, and I say this with enormous feeling that this country is not going to stand for nuclear as against renewables. Nuclear is far more expensive when you take into account decommissioning costs. Uh, nuclear uh, already produces 10,000 tonnes of some of the most deadly and toxic material in this country in the form of intermediate and high-level waste. There is, of course, the terrorism risk. We keep reading about it like we are today. Well, the biggest risk is building new nuclear reactors. There are the cancer leukemia clusters around every nuclear power station that we've done the study. And frankly, and I wish they'd take this on, to, on board, there isn't enough uranium in the world. The only way in which we keep new nuclear reactors going at the moment is using the Cold War plutonium stockpiles. And those are going to run out within five or seven years. So at least a quarter of nuclear reactors are going to have to close for lack of fuel. We need nuclear like a hole in the head. But the real reason is that this country is incredibly blessed with renewables because of our offshore position. We have more wind power capacity 
in this country, particularly around the north of the country, around Scotland, than the whole of Europe put together. And we should be using it. My last point... My last point is simply this. We need a, and I've said this, we need a new world energy order. Not trying to corner the remaining sources of oil in our world, as the Americans have already done over Iraq, and as they show every sign of doing over Iran. And after, all that I can say is that after the horrendous carnage and continuing carnage uh, in Iraq, we've got to make it absolutely clear that this country is implacably opposed to any attack on Iran, or if the Americans are going to do it, to any British involvement whatsoever other than denouncing it. That would be politically, morally, and in every other way, military, it would be absolutely indefensible. There is a far better way, and that is our way, by promoting renewables and turning our back on fossil fuels, which are the source of the greatest threat to the human race that we have ever had. And that's why this campaign has got to win, and will win.